What's bonkin' everybody, and welcome to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Strikers podcast where we play Persona 5 Strikers definitely not in real time because we've taken quite a break. Uh, as anybody watching on YouTube can see, I have moved and am in a different location, which is part of the reason it's taken so long. I am Tom Marks, joined as always by Jonathan Dornbush. Jonathan. I just assumed you always had a green screen behind you and just had, <laughs> yeah. and rather than putting yourself anywhere fantastical, you just did very normal, like behind the scenes house setup for your office. Yeah. Yeah. It's day, day nine. The wonderful streamer, one of the longest streamers ever for a period of time, he moved and he did just have a screenshot of his old setup that he just green screened into a new location. Oh, that's so good. No, like nobody would be able to tell in this one transition period, but no, that's not what's happening here. I thought thing. you were saying you were at day nine of being in a new setting. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know we were like counting the days. Yeah. <laughs> but all no, right, no, no. cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We took a break for anybody who's listening after the fact, nothing has changed. You don't care, but you have yeah. to take a three week break also. <laughs> yeah. It's been about a month. Um, which is funny because we're really close to the end of this game. We're approaching the very end. If you ask the game this week, we did it. It's over. <laughs> I'm confused. I thought this was the last episode. I know, right? I thought it'd be really funny if we took that break and came back for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a boss fight and then we're yep. done. No, this week we are doing Akira Kanoe's Jail, uh, which is the Osaka Jail. We are finishing up kind of the main bad guy villain of, of uh, Strikers. And obviously the game is not over yet, but no spoilers on that. For those of you playing along with us, uh, we're going to be stopping after Kanoe's Jail. This episode is going to stop after Kanoe's Jail. You do get a go to the next city button that you can click, and we're stopping there. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. It's like August 24th through 28th, I think is is what it is. So one one of our rare, session. almost a full week, week episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and we're now in November in real life. So <laughs> this one's quite, not quite in real time, but I'm glad we did it this way because it might not have happened otherwise, to be honest. It's fair. Uh, but before we jump into that, we do have a quiz answer from last week, uh, which was, I believe I pitched to you. I literally had to remember the question uh, to you and Barrett at the time was, what is Zenkichi's Arcana? Did you did you have any idea for this? This was so be- because we uh, we ruined your question. I know that for yeah. people listening back to back, they'll be like, "Well, obviously this is what happened," but this was because we ruined four of your questions, right? Basically, no. Four of my questions was the a previous episode. That was Barrett, the previous. Barrett okay. Just, yeah, Barrett just stole this one. Uh, okay. Okay. We. It, it's just you've been on a roll of accidentally yeah. picking the things that we. Yeah. Um. So I had an idea, but I did help source who was getting the answers right. Um. Okay. I was going between, like. It's hard. I, I the the correct answer, which I'll I'll save for you to be able to say. I was thinking also, but then I'm like, no, obviously it wouldn't be that. But the prisoner arcana would make sense for his character. Mm-hmm. Was an initial thought I had, but then I'm like, no, probably not. Um, so I wished it was the musician's arcana because he's referencing a musical. Ah, oh, that's nice. But I know no, that's not it. It is the apostle. Which Hannah, John P, and Andrew all got correct in the YouTube comments at youtubecom Uh I learned in apparently in Japanese this is the priest, is what I've been told by the <laughs> wiki. So in the in the localized version at least, 
uh, apostle is is what it's called, uh, which is like a funny one for him. It doesn't tie in quite as well, maybe necessarily as some of the others, but I think by this point in the game, uh, they're running out. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah, I could. I guess I could see the argument for priest more than apostle, but you could. Yeah, because it's not like he's a follower of anyone in particular. Right. Like and the I, Phantom Thieves, I guess. Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess you could make him one of Jesus's apostles, I guess. Yeah, that were, I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Certainly dressed for it. Um, I don't know what Bible you read. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a revised, revised, revised version. Yeah. No, um, let's get some, go to some comments, though. We did have some comments this week as well. Uh, obviously, we love hearing from folk, and you can always email us at dernology at gmail.com, youtube.com slash dernology, any of those places. Jonathan, yes. what are the people saying today? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you to everyone who's been emailing. We have some longer ones that I do want to make sure we take the time to read if, if people are okay with us reading them. So just we'll be checking in with some people, but also uh, some people will also get into Persona 5 Royal stuff. So I wanted to, you know, save that for when we're not talking about middle of Strikers content. But thank you to everyone who's <laughs> been emailing in. Uh, pulled these comments off from YouTube. They're, of course, from the last episode. Uh, Mitch said uh, two things. I'm shocked Dorno didn't expect Senkichi to join the crew. I had it spoiled in the opening videos like Tom. Um, also, I haven't been playing along with this one, but as you guys mentioned, the music has been consistently incredible. Going into each jail episode, I've been using the jail themes to get in the mood. Uh, Lauren said, so excited to listen to this episode. Longtime fan of the show, though I'm more lurk than anything else. Lurkers are appreciated. Uh, Barrett's comment about the music in the jail is so true. The song is an absolute bop. Even my preschooler will say, mom, can we listen to counterfeit phantom fairly often? Impressive for your preschooler to be able to say counterfeit. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I'm at with this comment. But, um, I also can't get over the thought that it's a messed up version of life will change. When Barrett said that, my mind was blown. Uh, Barrett's analysis and waxing poetic for Zinkichi's persona was so spectacular. Unfortunately, his becoming a phantom thief was spoiled for me too. Not by the intro either, just a random meme. So I'm glad to hear that someone was so hyped for this awakening. Uh, This has been one of my favorite episodes of your entire show. Thanks guys for all that you do. Uh, Hannah said Jonathan finally got his stealth section. Uh, I also had (laughs) Zinkichi joining them spoiled by the opening. You can sense a uh, thread in the uh, comments I picked this week. Uh, But damn, is it still a really hype moment. Love this whole jail. The music aesthetic and story were all great. Uh, On the concert announcement discussion, which was us talking about Persona, you know, announcements, the thought that we were hoping there'd be a game announcement. Some of the creators have mentioned that a proper announcement was initially planned, but they felt the project wasn't ready to be shared yet, mostly due to COVID delays and such. Hence, nothing new was shown. And yeah, I had looked at some comments, I think that were made by a producer on the Persona team or someone at Atlas, where basically they were like, we are really sorry. I want to be able to show you things, but I can't. It was Mm -hmm. like a, please forgive me. I cannot show you things right now. Um, Which... I don't know. I guess we'll be doing the version of the show for Persona 6 in like 2030. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, at least we have uh, remasters of 4 and 3 to look forward to. Uh, but thank you to everyone else who wrote in on last week's episode. A lot of a lot of chat. And uh, thank you again to our guest Barrett for hopping in with us, as always. Yeah, it was great to have him. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. The, so... I know that uh, one thing that anime intros and JRPG intros have in common is they just do not care about spoilers whatsoever. (laughs) Like, I started watching One Piece last year, I think it was, and uh, every time a new crew member joins One Piece, you know 
like way before it actually happens because they're in the intro hanging out with the crew like a member of the family uh, okay. and then you meet this character and they're like maybe this will be a bad guy and you as a viewer are like no, they're in the intro already <laughs> so the Zenkichi thing there it's also uh what was it Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles is one of my... This is a total tangent. Valkyria Chronicles, one of my absolute favorite strategy games ever. If you ever play that game and you haven't, oh my god, skip the intro, skip the intro, skip the intro. It just plays cutscenes from, like, the end of the game. It is insane that they put that at the beginning of the game. Did they have Kojima edit that opening? What's going on there? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's that's the lesson I've learned with um, anime. Even, like, but even non-anime but like saturday morning cartoons that i used to watch as a kid like it, at least in some intros you would have characters that you wouldn't see for like five or six episodes in, and you're like who is who is this i can't wait to meet them but yeah when they just like edit parts of a scene in yeah. oh boy is that a lot let me let me ask you does valkyria chronicles have a calendar system to it? uh <laughs> no wait the second one might Oh, okay. I've just never played it. So I was like, here's another series where I haven't played it and you would know everything. So the second one is on PSP, I believe only on PSP, and it is like a school life game. Like you are in military school. um, And I, that one might have some sort of calendar system to it, but I don't think it's, like, day by day or that's anything. Fair. That's fair. The only game that I know that I've started that has that, I think, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, yeah. Is, has one, but, um, yeah. Just but it's, like, fantasy calendars. months, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like they have January, February in there. Yeah, but they're, like, usually the same. It's like, oh, sure. we have January. There's a there's a time jump of a couple years in in Fire Emblem. I'm pretty sure in Three oh. Houses. And uh, if we did that game, we would have to wait like five years. I love in the that. middle of it. That makes me want to do it more than anything. To be honest. <laughs> anyway, let uh, us know in the comments. But until then, we have to get to the show because uh, the game's about to end. Yeah. So yeah, August 24. If you remember from four weeks ago slash yesterday, depending on your perspective of time as a flat circle or not, uh, we did the whole Kyoto jail where we saved Akane and then said, ah, Kanoe is behind all of this and we already know he has a jail. So we got into the car and we drove to Osaka, which by the way, Zenkichi goes from Osaka to Kyoto like a couple times in this section. So I looked it up. It's really close. It's like Osaka Uh. and Kyoto are like only like 30 miles apart. Hmm. Okay. So like, which is like roughly 50-ish kilometers, right? For for folk who are, uh, use more sensical measuring systems, let's say. Um, So they're very close. It's like less than an hour drive probably between his house and this tower. Anyway, um, we get to Osaka. We say Kanoe is the baddie. We already have his keyword. We already have uh, no he has a jail let's do it and you skip the investigation process you skip everything and basically you're immediately given some time to explore osaka if you want um like they said calling it japan's kitchen last time you get like four or five different recipes yeah and there is a multi-part request i don't know if you did this i did where you have to yeah. you teach zenkichi to cook and you have to like go to Haru and she makes you shop for ingredients and then you go to Futaba and she's like, okay, well, I want you to make these two meals first. It's like this really elaborately long request where you're teaching Zenkichi to cook. Yeah. It's, and it's all about food. It was a cute one. I It, it is funny. It probably has the most shops, I would guess, or at least mm. uh, uh, on par with it's other huge. cities. 
Um, but it ends up essentially being like a straight line with a, a little bit of a right angle at the beginning. But otherwise, like the second section of it is pretty much just a straight line of yeah. a city. So you're, you're just kind of like ping ponging shop by shop. And yeah, every, every time I, not every time, the first couple of times I made sure to go to every shop just to see if I missed anything. And then I was like, okay, I think I have enough healing items. I'm good to go. I'm just going to cook. I can do all <laughs> yeah. this myself, but, um, it is, it is fun like you know we talk about the digital tourism of it It is really fun to just like walk down that main street and be like takoyaki shop takoyaki shop and like just like (laughs) go into all the little places and restaurants and buy things it's very it's very cute yeah it it was something where i was like i like having lived in new york you have parts of the city like that a lot of the city like that but not a lot of american cities are that condensed yeah. Or if they are, it's like one or two spots and there's not many of those cities near each other because we're so spread out. So yeah, it's nice right. to like go through these cities where it's like really intense. Just here's a lot of shops to go through and it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, and when you get through into that kind of second area for the first time, the, you get this little like conversation cutscene thing where there's people surrounding what they call the Billykin statue, this gold statue rubbing yeah. its foot to grant wishes pretty much. Uh, and the thing that people are asking for is they're kind of obsessively asking for Emma to be brought back online because they relied on it so much. So there's some evidence already of uh, like change of hearts happening in this area. But that's pretty much the only conversation you get before you can jump right into the jail. Yeah. It um, really, like, you don't have to do anything, technically. You could just go no. right in, which is... Uh, I appreciate because like by this point you are sort of the the and we can talk about more about strikers in totality later but like it, it is a weird curve where as we've said because the villains didn't get as built up over time it right. does feel very like immediate and so I could see them being like people just probably want to get to the story part of it but yeah you know, we're and, in a new and- city we should give this to them and this whole stretch because we're going to talk about the jail in a second but this whole stretch just feels like this thing that I like that some games do, especially RPGs do, where at the end you have a ton of stuff, you have your abilities, people are higher level, right? You have some more money, although money is still even really tight in this game kind of the whole way through, unless you're grinding. Yeah, Um, more so than Royal. Money is, yeah, you can run out of it like nothing here. It happens so quick. And and the the difference is, I guess, is that because there's no uh, day system, you can very, very easily go get it all back if you don't mind grinding for it. Yeah. But you have all of this stuff, and this is the the game just sort of saying, here's a big buffet, right? There's a lot of shops. There's a lot of requests you can do in this section. The palette, or the jail itself, which we'll get into, is really sort of like the archetypical jail, and it's really long, so there's a lot to do in it, right? Um, it just feels like this is the removing all the stops and just sort of saying here's the platonic ideal of what this game would be we're we're not teaching you things anymore oh yeah yeah um there's there's a series of requests that i wanted to specifically call out which are new that are like i don't know if you did many of them that are you know use this character in this jail to get from here to this point without using fast travel and without getting like caught out in the alarm going up which is a new type of thing yeah, yeah, I saw those. I didn't do all of them. I think I did one or two because uh, a couple popped up initially and then yeah. I got like the full suite of them later or at least yeah, what yeah, I think yeah. is the full suite. So I only did like the first two of them. And yeah, I like, it's one of those things where I like it and almost wish, but I kind of get how they're like high end or like late game quests, but I almost wish a couple of them had been introduced early on because it is a neat sort of like test of endurance for you. 
Sure. Um, that I, I stressful. Yeah. Especially <laughs> because after you've conquered a jail, I don't go around those things. I am fast traveling to the yeah. exact precise place I need to go. And if I have to walk even a little bit, I'm like, Oh, come on. You just, just let <laughs> me get there. Let me defeat those 10 dudes and let me like get back. Cause I'm just such in a grinding mentality at that point when I go back to jails. So to have you like stop, redo you know the the experience a little bit i appreciate like what it what it is trying to do for you for sure and i do want to go back and do more of them i was just like pressed for time even though i realized we've had a stretch of time i of course left most of the jail toward the end so i needed to to get through it yeah there was um there's a couple like i think it was the the very first one the yusuke one where the last section of it is one of the 2d sections with the spotlights and like that is stressful because those are like the controls in those sections are just bad like they just feel bad right the sections themselves are like fine but they it just doesn't feel good to jump everything feels a little bit sluggish and delayed so the idea of getting caught out by a spotlight at the very end of one of those things is just it's very uh nerve-wracking yeah but a hot tip for those real quick is uh the gun just use the gun because i guess this doesn't work with like harus because she only has like a couple shots or whatever but because the whole thing is you, you can get in fights you just can't get your alarm raised so if you just shoot someone from really far away before they have any chance of noticing you you'll just engage the fight really really early yeah and you lower the risk of getting caught unexpectedly essentially okay okay yeah so that's a little helpful i've done anyway, that accidentally or, in the game where i shot yeah. an enemy like across a, a way and i'm like oh well i didn't i was gonna ambush you but this works too i I'll just <laughs> yeah. run up to you i guess at this point the worst is yusuke when you when you're running around as yusuke and you press triangle to ambush someone but the button isn't quite there so instead you just like go into your counter stance oh and yeah just stand right next to them <laughs> along <laughs> yeah Anyway, uh, let's jump into the jail itself. So it's a pretty straightforward thing like we were talking about, right? You jump into the, you put the keyword in, you go right in. It's this sort of sci-fi weird uh, aesthetic where uh, the city is all covered in neon lights, right? There's Emma on the megaphone calling Akira the one true hero who will save everyone, right? Um, And there's machine gun spotlights all over the place that you then immediately have to turn off uh and this is a return like this this is the funny thing right first three jails it thinks there's we've talked about this previously first three jails it's pretty straightforward very formulaic next two jails super weird and short plot jails very linear very different um and then this jail is going right back to the other thing where you've got the three prison keep structure. You've got this huge sprawling thing full of puzzles, right? Yeah. It is It is so much more back to what it was previously, which is such whiplash after two very short jails. You get this one that feels not unpleasantly long, but very long. <laughs> oh, yeah. It feels... And I don't know if it is, but yeah, I, I think the having the last few jails be such short or such direct ones, this one feels very long. And not that the things you were doing were bad necessarily, but it is no. one of those like, as soon as I hit the first keep, I was like, okay, so we're, we're back in this mold. And then each section, like as you, you know, it's different puzzles in each section or different kind of like requirements of what you need to do. Um, and each it's not an insignificant amount of time. Like I think my in-game clock over this, 
I thought I was like, oh, I'll get through this jail in like an hour, maybe two, because that's normally what it takes me. I think it took like three to four hours to get through everything. Um, yeah. It was at least not, for me, yeah. Yeah, it was not insignificant. Um, yeah, at the at the minimum. So I was like, oh, okay, we're we're back in this mode. It takes a minute to to get back to it, uh, and a lot of the fights for me, I don't know if I was under leveled or whatnot, but like they were a challenge in this yeah jail compared to especially compared to the last few. Um, there are quite a few enemies, or at least the uh the tank enemies that sort of have the single like head of that's a, a giant gun or rocket sort of thing They're yeah like the spider crabs. guys yeah the spiders they uh they don't have a weakness yeah but they're very strong and so mm-hmm. it was you know them mixed with other very specific weaknesses or people who had a lot of shields to break down this was yeah, like ganesha not... the the um the elephant guy is yeah has tons of life right just so much life yeah it was it was not an easy jail to get through even if you were like well equipped yeah Yeah. i agree this is the jail where i think it was like episode one or two i said the trick in this game that almost always works is ryuji where you just give him attack boost or he gets a he gets an ability at a certain point where he just auto attack boosts at the beginning of a fight and then you press triangle to make him not be able to flinch and you just do square and then hold triangle to charge up that first thing. And you just do that over and over and over and it does so much damage and you can't get knocked over from it and you're not really losing much life. That That is basically the move and strategy I spammed through most of this jail. I had I wasn't using the square triangle thing about just because I had forgotten about it, but I was using it sparingly. But I had Ryuji as like one of my primaries for this. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to use him because I know he's he's too cheap if I use him. Or not cheap, but like overpowered to a certain extent. You but need it in this jail. I, yeah, I I tried it without him for the first. I think I did the first up to the first keep without him in it. I'm like, I'm just going to put him in. It's just going to be yeah. easier, and I'm going to have he, more fun. He's also good because there are electric guys that he's not strong against but he is resistant to yes and then most of the other people are weak to electricity um and there's only like a couple wind attacks floating around that might knock him down so ryuji in this jail is just like extremely well positioned as a character yeah yeah he was Um, a saving grace for me in a lot of ways yeah he's he's best boy and and definitely here oh yeah yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, so I'd be curious if other people had different strategies for this jail, you know, how do you get through it? Because it does seem like, you know, you can go back and grind and, and complete some requests, can fight some of those harder guys. The, the blue electricity dudes are like super high, that are super high level in the old jails do give you a ton of experience, but they are still very hard fights even at this point. I was going to say, I was too afraid to still, I was like, I probably would get a a big boost if I defeated them, but I didn't think I would be capable at this point even yet. I beat one. I beat the one in the Sendai jail, so the second jail. Okay. Uh, And even that was like, I had to be a little careful and their health bars are just astronomical. Yeah. Um, I also, the other thing with Ryuji is that in this jail, you get uh, uh, an accessory. You can find a hidden accessory called the idol sticker. Oh, yeah, I got that. Greatly increases uh, your showtime gauge. Oh. And so you can get into a situation where Ryuji is using his showtime, like, sometimes twice per fight. Because you just are are generating so much if you equip that to him. Yeah. I, 
my showtime gets spammed with on because mm. her gun right now has like 160 bullets or like something ridiculous for me. And if mm. you just unload that on someone, it fills up the showtime gauge almost twice full in a minute. That's amazing. It's, I always kept her in, in, in this jail, even if I like, there was no fire weakness, I think in any of it, but sure. her gun is just so helpful because it does take a big chunk out of their HP too. And it's just one sure. of those things where you can, kind of back away from them and with the big bosses just let her throw 160 bullets at them and it it does so much it's great that rules it's a strategy yeah. i haven't tried i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to give that a spin if it weren't for the fact that the game is clearly over at this yeah there's point. N- there's no other fight you son of a every <laughs> the game is just like all it was funny i was my partner was watching and they're like oh i thought you said this was the end of the game and i'm like I think it is, but also we haven't fought God yet. And that's typically what has to happen at the end of a game like this. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, I, uh, speaking of gods, we did skip one small thing, which is the velvet room. There's a quick velvet room thing before you go into the jail too, mm-hmm. that just basically gives you requests for these super hard, not as hard as the electrical guys, I think, but hard personas that you can fight or shadows that you can fight, but then unlock you the ability to craft them in the velvet room. Yeah. Uh, so there's that too. And that's another way of just, you know, requests that are hard fights for experience. Um, yeah. Helps then, you out toward the end of the game. If you need it. The, yeah. The general structure of this jail we can run through cause we're not going to go through every specific area. There's this very cute, pseudo zoo area that's like they basically it's a zoo because they tell you it's a zoo yeah (laughs) it's pretty much it and there's a moment where you see holograms of the three monarchs that you'd beaten before sort of locked up in in a zoo cage and it's like oh kano i only saw this all as entertainment or whatever right uh and then they never really bring that back up again (laughs) it's just funny because the game doesn't feel small in scale, right? Like, it doesn't... I don't think it feels too short or anything, right? No, we're 40 hours in. We've been to, like, five, six cities. Like, it hasn't right. felt like a small thing. But, yeah, then you condense them into that little jail cell as holograms. I'm like, oh, huh. And it's yeah. just three of them. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess we've only fought three sort of rulers at this point as we're facing the final boss it's just it's it, it's funny it doesn't feel like that small but then you see them and it's yeah yeah uh so there's this zoo section and then you go to i think it's called mount chashiro right which is the next section after it uh both of these areas are pretty much just straightforward walk down the paths fight stuff uh you do a keep fight there uh and get the core which is a zephyr man doll mm-hmm. uh which is another thing that we've talked about right of he, he's his code was Zephyr man. It, it's continuing this theme of him seeing himself as a superhero pretty much. And that influencing him. Also, uh, as we get to the first keep, I wrote down and I will say, I played the first keep a couple weeks back. So I don't exactly remember why I wrote this, but, uh, first keep, we suggest skull die by gunfire. Um, I, Oh yeah. We essentially uh, keep putting Ryuji in the line of like, you should go die for us right now. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a like a door being blocked. To the oh yes, it's at, there with one of those machine gun things, and okay. you can basically just be like, "Go ahead, Ryuji." Yep. Yeah, that it's that became a running gag. Very I mean every time in this jail. The other thing that this jail does in this sort of section, and it continues to do throughout, is fights start becoming multi-phase in a yeah. way that it feels like it didn't really do quite like it did, but not quite as severely. Where in this one. 
you know, you had like the snake people, you had the elephant people, and then you had the loot playing person, I think was the three kind of main types of shadows in this section. And you'd get into a fight and it would be a couple of snake people and then you'd kill them and immediately elephants would show up with more dudes and you'd kill them and then immediately the next thing. So like it's these multi-phase things to every fight. Um, And the fights are just longer as a result, which I think is one of the reasons that they feel a little bit trickier too. Yeah, you can feel like you get toward the end of uh, a fight, which already lasted a little bit. And then, yeah, second phase comes in. You just better hope you have the right party member. I think after a little bit, you can learn what party members you need the most. Um, Yeah. Like, obviously, Ryuji comes in handy. uh, Makoto comes in handy. uh, I think Haru and Morgana, to a lesser extent as well. There are some psychic and wind damage, but... um, That's that's a big part. When I wasn't just keeping people leveled, my party and going into the boss, too, was Haru, Morgana, Ryuji. Because Haru, at a certain point, if you've leveled nicely in this jail, uh, gets Heat Riser, and will just automatically heat riser ryuji while you're playing as him or whoever your kind of main person is and morgana will automatically be healing and so it's this really kind of nice balance of uh support abilities healing abilities and damage is kind of the way i built my party and then joker for utility because joker can do sort of all of that just yeah it's it's can you not have joker in the party though like you you have to don't i think you have to have Joker. Yeah. yeah Um, I was doing mostly by the end uh, Makoto Ryuji on again because just I think on's gun for me has just become yeah. such a like thing I rely on. Um, and, and Makoto's then, Makoto's pretty well positioned with weaknesses in this jail too. Exactly, that was my my, my thing with her. It's less of a like uh, healing party, so I relied on items, which luckily I have like three hundred healing items at this point, yeah. so it wasn't an issue. But yeah, I was mostly focused on draining all three of their kind of SPs and then having on in the background to just shoot a bunch if I needed her to. Uh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Uh, so we finished that first keep. Uh, then the next keep, you go back through that town, you take a train to sort of like a storage area, which you're not in very long. Uh, and then there's this, I think on the, on the name, it calls it a mall but it's this sort of puzzle light section of colored doors where you have to hit the colored buttons and then you can open the doors that are associated with them. This also introduces this thing that'll come back for the boss, which are these giant laser guns, yeah. right? Where you can hop on and fire them in the middle of combat and they shoot a giant electrical ball. And uh, this area is, again, pretty straightforward, right? I, I think all of this stuff in this jail is not... None of it is... What's the right way to put it? None of it is, like, wildly creative, necessarily. In It's it's not surprising, I guess, is the way to put it, in, in yeah. its mechanical side of things. But it's all fun. It's all just, like, you know, sort of normal dungeon-y crawling JRPG stuff. Yeah, like you said, especially this jail going not back to basics, but back to the, like, formula that we understand. I don't think yeah. it's trying to, especially this late in the game uh confuse the player or like really uh twist your conception so yeah this is it's more just about uh navigating the uh door color combos which i i will say got like a not i i think like purposefully so tripped me up if only because the puzzle itself isn't hard but it's a big area and i would just get myself turned around sometimes of like oh no i didn't need to go this way i need to go that way but there was usually often like an extra room with a battle or an extra chest for me to get so even when i yeah did it's that, a little bit a little bit of a okay. labyrinth right yeah it's, yeah uh which is fun to navigate 
But like then, purposefully so, so it's okay. Yes, yeah. totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, then you do the keep there as well. The uh, core this time was Emma itself mm-hmm. as like yeah. something that gave him his power, right? Uh, and then finally you take this train to a station. Oh, please. If I if I may, I just wanted to, I wrote down a little bit of incidental dialogue during the section, second section. Okay. That I found so amusing and I think it's just like a indicative of, um, for all the changes that this game makes, how I do think it really captures the characters really well. Um, even, the, you know, in the, in the balance of new characters with the group, uh, Wolf complains at some point about how blinding all the lights are in the area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got this dialogue. Yeah. But he's complaining about all that, and everyone's suddenly like, oh, well, maybe we can put a visor on your mask, or, uh, you know, like, oh, or didn't you bring sunglasses? And then we're going to be like, why would we need sunglasses? We're, we're phantom thieves. We sneak around in the dark. That would ruin it. What are you doing? And then Sophia's like, I have a visor. I can put one on for you later. And Love's just like, uh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I was just complaining a little bit. And it was just such a sweet, like, everyone immediately, both, like, friendly bickering and helping each other in that combination that I think is what I think of when I think of the Phantom Thieves. And it just was like a really, really sweet little interaction that was just going on as I'm like, oh yeah, I guess these doors are kind of bright. He's not wrong, but it's just funny to have like an older man here where it's like, oh yeah, this would probably bother him more than the teens. Yeah. The little conversations when you're just walking around can be really, really entertaining. Yeah. Um, it, it's a shame that I have never once heard a single word of them during combat. Oh, man. Because yeah. I wonder I wonder if they're also entertaining. That That is one of my biggest complaints just in terms of, like, there is very great dialogue here with the Phantom Thieves, and it's really... I think they capture the characters really well, but they do talk a lot during combat, and I Dude. don't hear a word of it because I Not am a word. busy. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it, like, overlaps because they're shouting battle commands or doing things there, <laughs> yeah. but then also having a conversation there. And it's just more of a, like, I I know those conversations can be so fun. And so if only it's just like, a, oh, I wish that was just kind of put before the battle or put during another part of the, the jail. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we get this Emma core uh, and we go to a station, which you think is kind of going to be a train station, and then it turns out it's going to be an airship station. Uh, and this is another sort of straightforward area where you got to get these lounge pass and then a VIP pass and then get through to the, the station proper. Um, the sort of fun little thing they introduced here, which I really did enjoy, was they give you this moment right off the bat where it's like, here's a luggage cart that does wind damage and here's an entire hallway full of snakes that are weak to wind. It's so fun. fun. Yep. When that battle started, I was like, oh oh no, it goes the whole hallway. This is going to suck so much. And there's like, no, grab one of those things. And you just have a fun time ping pong and back and forth. It's just a delight. I loved it. It's a classic example of, like, sometimes giving the player exactly what they expect and want just is great. It's yeah. the right move. <laughs> yeah, it, it works so well. I really was really happy with that part because I was expecting that fight to be such a slog. And then the yeah. moment you see the cart and use it, it's good. The only downside to it is, like, turning is hard. So you just need yeah. to, like, make sure when you start it, you're going the right way. Otherwise, you're going to face a wall for two minutes. But otherwise. Exactly. So... You get to the keep. This keep fight is extraordinarily long. They just wave after wave after wave of enemies. Uh, once that's done, you get the final core, which is the Medice Company badge. 
and then you go through to the airship station to try to get on this airship to go visit Kanoe is kind of what's going on here. Uh, and there's a big crowd of people sort of all trying to get in, blocking the way. So you decide to leave and regroup before because you've basically secured the entrance to what is the castle right but before you get to that crowd though i did just want to say i really like because i think obviously this is a really big jail i think the sci-fi like tron but more colorful theme like works really well for it and yeah and there's a variety to it but because you are often having to be like boxed in by big walls or literal shipping crates or going through rooms sometimes what is a large jail by scope can feel small and so i liked this shot of like when you're in that hallway and the Madis like tower is in looming uh, tall mm-hmm. in the background and you're kind of at the bottom of the screen going around. I thought that shot was a really like just a great scale moment for hyping you into, okay, this is a final imposing boss that we're getting to like this, yeah, this totally. needs to matter. And, and I think that really helped accomplish that. It's got some very real uh, like Shinra HQ looming over in Final Fantasy VII vibes yes. in that. Where you also had to get badges, right? And sneak through. Don't you have to get a badge? Oh, point? yeah, maybe. I, maybe. I forgot about that. I remember you have to get badges in Okumura's uh, palace in Persona 5 Royal. So there's mm-hmm. a, there's echoes there here. There are echoes also later I want to talk about but uh, of Persona 5 Royal, but we'll we'll get there. Yes, there definitely are. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to that for sure. So you leave... Uh, and immediately you go to this watching Kanoe on the only talk show that is ever filming in Japan, apparently. The one TV set. Yes. The uh, and set. there's some story stuff here. There's, so this is a parallel right away, right? Is there inter- It's a very fluffy interview with Kanoe, but we get some foreshadowing and we get some backstory here. One of the main things he says is he wants to steer the world in the right direction, which if you did play Royal or even just P5 base, that is the exact same wording Shido has, right? Of wanting to steer the world. That's the wording that makes them figure out maybe it's like a boat or a a vehicle that he's steering for his palace. Um, He also mentions uh, a couple things. He calls the thieves evil, right? Uh, the, um, the, he, oh yeah, sorry, excuse me. He mentions that he lost someone close to him when he was young and it shaped him in a very particular way to kind of do the, go after the things that he wanted to do, which obviously we learn about almost immediately after. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot of foreshadowing and stuff here and there. Yeah. Um, pretty straightforward stuff i think we'll learn more about things pretty soon so i don't have like a ton to say from this moment but um yeah yeah, just uh shout out to the production designer who uh and the environmental art people who made that one tv set that has now been the tv set of all of japan congrats to you (laughs) anyway uh the it cuts to the gang discussing kind of the reaction to all of this and you know what's going on here talking about how it's not just changed of heart people who support him right he also has real fans um and how there are some people who just sort of like want their choices made for them which is why emma is so appealing to them they just you know say what they do like say a thing to emma and emma chooses for them which also relates to persona 5 themes of mementos and people just wanting this god to just decide their lives for them and have them shut down like it is it is such a parallel to that in a very intentional way right oh yeah yeah um it feels like a compliment to that rather than it just being 
a copy or whatever. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, and then they go get takoyaki. Yep. I wrote down, it's everything's very serious and ha- a big deal, but it's time for food. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We gotta go get food. Uh, Zenkichi goes home for the night to, to spend it with Akane. They get takoyaki for dinner. And one of the sort of things that comes up in this is they ask, like, well, like, Kanoe, why did Kanoe actually make these jails, right? Because he seems like he, from, the jail is a reflection of his internal sort of thoughts, and he seems like he actually believes he's the good guy, right? So what, why is, why did he do this, right? And they don't have an answer right now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of that day. Yeah, yeah, just kind of a summation of things before we go in for the castle. So you go to bed. Next day, uh, you're back in Osaka, and you have more requests, lots more to do. This is where we get more of those sort of uh, go to the specific spot with the specific character quests. And uh, you get another opportunity to just sort of jump around and play the game however you want. Uh, And then you go to the jail castle, and it's a trap! And what you think is an elevator is actually a teleporter that puts you directly into a prison cell, which also is barely even locked and you get out immediately. (laughs) Which I really enjoy later at like later on Kanoe is like, we have them trapped, right? There's no way they could get out of our jail. It's like you left like very big vents and and it's very easy to sneak around this whole area. You did not do a good job on security in this jail. Although I'll I'll bring up that conversation once we get to it because I want to touch on something there. Me too. Um, one thing that I wrote down that is not mechan or not uh, story related. Mm-hmm. Morgana at some point leveled up and got Diarahan, which is the heal all ability. Real close except- to diarrhea. But- <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't use it because it's forty SP. Oh. And Diorama, which is just like the one, the medium heal, is like. 16 and because this game is not turn-based you can use two diorama right away for 32 sp and it will heal full basically anybody oh weird there's all these little things in this in this game now that are so that are the same as persona 5 but are so different because of the context of it being real time so like 10 HP items are suddenly useful because while you would never want to waste a turn in combat using a 10 HP item, here, if you have 10 of them, that's a 100 HP item. <laughs> you just go in, yeah. And especially yeah. with the bonus of having uh, HP items and SP items boost more, like if you're using that for your bomb stats, it's you yeah. just use all the items you want. Yeah, it totally... Yep. It changes the power curve in a lot of ways. It's the same thing with buffing things. I, I basically never used buffs that only targeted a single person oh yeah yeah whereas in this game you don't feel bad about it at all because you just use it and then switch to that person and attack right away and you don't have to worry about like well i'm spending a turn doing this and they only get three turns with the buff and then it's going to run out and like i could just be attacking it's just so interesting how identical abilities and items are so recontextualized in this in this setting yeah yeah you have to think about the use of them in a much different way that i i think works like i don't yeah i don't think it it's hard because it's one of those things where like there are things i do and don't like about each combat system more than the other or whatnot but yeah i think weirdly applying the same ideas to two very different combat styles worked better than i would have expected 
with yeah. obviously there are more tweaks to it than we know but like with of what course. feels like minimal change to the core fundamentals of of how these things work it's surprising it works as well as it does yeah. i'll say yeah. and in uh, a moment like this where you're like oh actually getting the better ability is an objectively incorrect choice here is like a little weird yeah <laughs> but most of the time you don't have to deal with that mostly it works out yeah um, so there's an elevator fight, and then there's sort of a, a bigger fight at the top of that elevator against, I think it's like a Thor, right? Um, and then you get to the birdcage, which of course means that Kanoe ha- would have trapped himself in here with a traumatic memory. Um, did, did Who did you send to go touch it? Because I, I asked Zenkichi to, and he he totally did. <laughs> I, ooh. Zenkichi did go touch it, but I could swear I asked Ryuji at first. And okay, he, so and he does. So I guess it will always be it'll always be Zenkichi then. Yeah, yeah. I think I asked Ryuji because I was like, oh, it continues the joke from before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Zenkichi ended up touching it because uh, it was like, hey, you might as well. Like, welcome to the game. Right. Uh, you get sort of flashes. Obviously, we won't spend too much time in the flashes because we find out exactly later. But essentially, you get flashes that. His father, Kanoe's father, was abusing him uh, in a pretty horrible way. Uh, And they say, okay, we got to go find his trauma room, I guess, at his childhood, his family estate, right? His childhood home. Yeah. Uh, There's a brief conversation with Sophia where she learns about the importance of family. Fast and furious, baby. Its impact (laughs) on culture continues across genres and medium. It matters to us all. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so you go to his family home. There's like there's not a lot to this jail, right? Or like the castle, right? You just sort of do this escape, the fights, you do the birdcage, you leave, you go to the family home. Uh, and you get this really, really horrible scene, right? Where his father is beating him for being a drain on his money and then admits that he killed his wife right because she wouldn't give him money um and then in this during this moment kanoe hears zephyr man playing above and realizes no one's gonna come and save him he has to become a hero if he wants to save himself and he vows to kill his father before you go into the family home you do find you find out that his father was killed when he was eight in like a robbery but obviously in this section we find out that's not the case um and so he vows to kill him but then the dad turns into a warden and you fight him. Yes. As I'm sure happened Mizukas. back then. Also one of the few times you hear the F word in the game. Um, yes. During the scene. I, a much less important note, but it stuck out to me. They they use them sparingly. Yes. Right? Yeah. They 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 pick their moments. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, very quickly. And I think like it's, it's a common narrative emotional thing to do, but I think it works well here of like, obviously Kanoe in this scenario killed someone which is not good but he did kill a horrible abusive father who was destroying his life and so it's like it's trying to see the ideas of like it's not like he was a monster yes he was it's pushed to this and it's continuing the the trend of all of the monarchs of this is more complex than just a teacher abusing his students and enjoying it right yeah. like it is it is it is way more gray than the than the palace rulers were yeah um but anyway again we, we not the... passing judgment one way or the other but just sure. like gray yeah 
Uh, but then, yeah, we fight the warden with uh, four bazooka arms. And, four bazooka uh, arms? Yeah. He, I Again, the wardens were really hard at the beginning, but pretty easy one for me. Yeah, this one I don't... I honestly don't even fully remember it. I, <laughs> I, I did not write a thing down by. about the match, which tells yeah. me it was not anything that, like, stood out compared to other wardens. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, then where do we go? You discuss the calling card, so you've you've broken the lock or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you discuss the calling card, but Zenkichi had to go, uh, and so... I, I like, by the way, because Enkichi, as we learn, he goes to talk to his boss, but they're just like, oh, he's probably with Akane again. I like that the night before they seated that him, like, leaving in the evening was not weird, right? Yeah. So that then tonight he can go do this. Um, and On very graciously is like, well, this is Zenkichi's first calling card as a Phantom Thief. Let's wait for him for tomorrow. So they say, okay. Yeah. And then Zenkichi goes off and talks to his boss and says, hey, oh. Excuse me. You oh, forgot I'm sorry, about I'm how the it. scene ends, my friend. <laughs> Where I really was expecting something dramatic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, An not only notices that, but also notices that Yusuke has been particularly quiet about these events. Must yeah, be deep in contemplative thought about yeah. the art he'll produce from the scene. Nah, man's asleep. He's asleep standing up. <laughs> dude, dude just, dude, he's tired. What a funny joke to just, like, as a punctuation to the scene. Yeah, it was really funny to me. I was just like, oh, that's how we we segue out of this conversation? Okay, cool. That's how we segue out of child abuse and, like, patricide is like, oh, yes, Yusuke fell asleep standing up. What a goofball. Yeah, I mean, it really just shows you, I think, the dichotomy of of uh, the the emotional tone Persona can dance. Yeah, it's it, it dances it. That's oh, for yeah. sure. But yeah, then we go to Zenkichi meeting uh, yeah. Kabaragi. Uh, yeah, it goes to his boss. Basically, we found out a couple things. A, the boss helped. He She claims she doesn't know what he's talking about, right? But the boss was in some way instrumental towards helping Sai get him out, right? Yeah. Uh, of police custody. Then he says... I'm on the verge of getting Kanoe to confess. I want to go after Owada. I want to arrest Owada for the things he did. This is the moment. You talked about rooting out corruption at the right moment. This is the moment. Uh, help me. And she says, you got three days, right? And we'll look into it. Uh, and then that's that, right? She's also tells one of her cronies to go investigate her boss, who's the guy who told her to forge evidence with Owada, right? Yeah. So... She, although she had a moment of, like, screwing them all over, right, she is now sort of coming around to help Zenkichi in a, in a way that seems like we trust her again. Yeah, she's staying true to her character rather than being manipulated by all this in the end. Yeah, yeah, because she never liked being manipulated by those other people. Exactly. Either, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Then, oh, no, there's still there's the just that conversation. quick conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So Kanoe's on the phone with Awada and he's like, yeah, bud, we're the best. And then he hangs up and he's like, what a jerk. Yeah. Um, and clearly he sees himself as a good guy and he sees Awada as sort of like a necessary evil that he is working with to get his goals of saving the world across. Yeah. Um, and he talks to Emma a bit about it and says, and the Phantom Thieves, we definitely can't change their hearts and they're definitely still locked up, right? And she says, yes. The key thing here, though, she doesn't say they're locked up in the jail that you get caught in this tower. She says they're still locked up in the Kyoto jail, mm -hmm. right? So she she tells him that you, you're you all still locked up in the Kyoto jail after uh, you already 
defeated Akane and that whole thing happened and you got out. Yeah. So either she's lying or she does not know. And yeah. you sort of, it's left ambiguous at this point, right? Yeah. But it's notable that they, they at this point both think you're still locked up in the previous jail. Yeah, and there's definitely another moment later where we get a very suspicious, I would say, Emma conversation with him that we can right. talk about in a bit, but yeah. And then it's the, uh, next, so the next next morning, this is just kind of flying through this stuff. It, it doesn't really have the pomp and circumstance of, like, day-night anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, you meet up to discuss the calling card. You decide to let Zenkichi write it because it's so personal to him with Akane and that sort of thing. And you're trying to figure out what to do. And then a blimp flies overhead and you go, why, yes, we will hack that blimp. Because <laughs> Futaba can do anything. Why not? Yeah. Um, and it goes into the calling card scene. This blimp was specifically, like, advertising Emma, right? So now it's going into the calling card cutscene, which is them raining calling cards from a blimp while vo- doing talking over a megaphone from a remote location of announcing the Kanoe's wrongdoings and how they're going after him and stuff. And, uh, it's not Ryuji. Go ahead. Ryuji flubs his line adorably and says, we're baking them back when he's talking about desires. I was going to say, it's not their smoothest calling card. uh, Definitely not by any stretch. Okay. So here's, here's the very important question I have for you in this scene. Yes. That I, I know comes up earlier in other scenes, but I mm-hmm. didn't think about until this one. Okay. Who's their printer? Mmm. They they got these calling cards printed mm. in like an eight hour turnaround? Yeah, very quickly. Very, very the thing is their printer has to work across cities. Yeah. So is it so maybe it's Sophia? Maybe I mean Ah, that's actually a good response. Yeah, Sophia. Like she, she, she can get them a bar of gold instantly. Yep, she has a black market hookup. I feel like she could find a printer. You would hope. Okay, that's like, actually that's legit. I'm 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 I've been beaten. There you go. Well, <laughs> that's the end of the show. Thank you much uh, for for joining us. We'll we'll be back next week with more printer questions. It it doesn't explain the first game, which no. has also made me think about where they also just have like tons of calling cards rapidly. But at least but... there, they're in one location. Yeah, it stretches yeah, yeah, yeah. less, or it it's it's more believable, I guess, that they could print off a lot of things at once. Yeah, then maybe they had they like they're just printing them themselves. Exactly, or like sure. one of the shop owners that Joker is in a very unhealthy relationship with helps him print <laughs> things in their office. You know. Yeah, probably the man in the um in the little like secondhand store oh, just yeah. down the street. He's yeah. not saying a word to anyone about the fact that he's printing 10,000 calling cards and <laughs> over the last year. Yeah. We're helping them uh, out. Don't worry. Just, just, just do it for us. Yes, sir. Happily. Anyway, you get this cute cutscene. Kanoe freaks out and is like, what's going on? I thought the fandom thieves were locked up. And Emma basically says like, I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. Or like, I don't understand that question. Yeah. And won't respond to him. And I think this is what you were referring to. Yes. As being yeah. A little suspicious. Just very like, I am unable to answer that question for you. Like over and over and over again. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's again, left ambiguous if it's nefarious or if it's Emma freaking out because she doesn't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you go to the boss. The boss is a pretty I will, cool no, boss. No, if I, if I oh. may, before we do that, again, the gang is talking. 
And they mock Zenkichi's writing of the calling card. Oh, I totally forgot about to talk about this. Yes. He, he writes it like an arrest warrant. Yeah. So it's like, Party A was like... Henceforth will be referred to as Party A. And it's like, oh man, this is not this does not have the so, oomph you want it to, my boy. It's so good. It's such a good uh, goof. It's so like in line with him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's very funny. Then we get to Shadow Kanoe. Yeah, so then we get to Shadow Kanoe. They have this conversation with Kanoe at the top of the tower. And he pulls a very, like, Dr. Evil Austin Powers, like, we're not so different, you and I, sort of speech. Like, it's very... A hundred percent. Here's the thing. Yes. We've talked a lot about the villains of the previous game and this villain, right? Mm -hmm. And I will a hundred percent say, this villain and his motivations, while I don't dislike him as a character and I don't dislike what's going on in his motivations... His sort of whole deal is so much more cliche, right? Oh, yeah. It is, it is very, very cookie cutter in a way that, um, you know, the end of Royal is absolutely not, yeah. right? But, and that was the thing I wanted to bring up. His, you know, in the context of Strikers, Royal didn't happen is kind of how we assume yeah. things go. His the way he describes things is not that far off from Maruki also. Yes. They're very much both two sides of the, like, we want no one to have to deal with evil or bad. Yeah. Uh, sort of is like their impulse. Like that's, it's very similar. It's, it's very similar in that case, but like Maruki, you obviously have this personal attachment to, you spoke to him throughout the game. It's a bit more motivated in, in like a personal way, but yeah, I think it's a, a product of, as you were saying, I don't inherently dislike Kanoe. In fact, I think, like, if he had the time and if he was integrated more, I would really, really like him. It's just he is such a, like, uh, a presence that pops up once at the beginning and then we get him for the last, you know, five or six hours that we've been playing yeah. up to this point. And we've learned basically his entire, like, sympathetic plot backstory and, like, arc in the last hour yeah right yeah. and again he's not <laughs> bad that was established like i think kanoe himself i enjoy yeah. his performance especially i think yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, especially as he continues to go down essentially the dark tony stark route like it all works it's all fine but yeah i think he's just not as integrated into the story as much so the impact is is less at that point right exactly uh, so he says, we're not so different, you and I, basically saying, we both want to save the world. We're both changing hearts to do it. He says that when the cognitive world revealed itself to him, he thought it was divine revelation and it was his destiny to save everyone, right? Um, and he wanted to do that by controlling everyone's hearts and controlling the world so that he could eliminate all traces of evil. Uh, and the gang basically fires back at him being like, that's just brainwashing, you're stupid. Um you're a dumb, dumb doo-doo head. They don't really, they just sort of like, it's it's pretty just like simple stuff. Yeah. Um, and he, wh- where does this come in? Oh yeah, he says that he taught Emma, he realized AI was the answer. He taught Emma to, about cognitive science at this facility that you visited, right? And then Emma made the jails, mm-hmm. right? And the jails only had limited range, so he had to recruit a bunch of pawns to make into monarchs so that he could do this all over the world, or all over Japan, at least to start. Um, The gang basically says, you know, this is stupid. We are saving people in a different way, not by controlling them. And Kanoe is like, yeah, and this is where it ties back into his backstory, says, 
the way you're doing it wouldn't have saved me from my father or other people like me. You're only stopping whatever evil you just come across, whereas, like, I'm trying to, you know, nip it in the bud, stop it before it ever even happens. Yeah. Which um, I think is probably the most salient or interesting point he makes of just, like, you guys stop the evil that you see or that comes in your way, but, like, there are people going through abusive households like me all the time that you yeah. just can't do anything about. And it's like... Yeah. yeah, You can see how that would create someone's thought process to go down this path and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think the way that he has become distorted, right, is is congruent. It is logical in sort of the, in what he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get Sophia speaking up in this fight more than she usually does, too, yes. where she's basically saying, points out how different the two of them, the you and the gang are, where you're trying to free people, he's just trying to control them, and she says, deep down, you probably already know that, that you're not the same at all. Um, and then he says, oh yeah, I have a big mech. Yep. And so he gets in his big mech. His Iron Man nano suit comes on. He gets in the mech. That's his yeah. Hulkbuster oh, outfit. The Hulkbuster. Yeah. Um, it's all very like Iron Man. It's all very Power Rangers. Yes. Ultraman. It's just it's a huge, wonderful mix of just sort of lots of different superhero tropes, both Western and Eastern. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Leaning more on Eastern tropes, like like Ultraman and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's. It's a cool fight, right? Oh, yeah. You fight this mech that then does this thing where you have to jump up and you, like, run along these wires. It's just, just like, unloading on you and you're shooting the cannons at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like this boss fight. No, me too. Especially the, like, two-phase nature of it. I think they're different enough that um, things... It doesn't... Like, it's a long fight, but it doesn't feel as grating or or like it's just a bullet sponge because of i think yeah. the the differences in in how they fight yeah the the mech yeah, side of it it's not I, belabored yeah the mech side of it um i really liked having those moments where it's like okay you got to go up do this real quick and then come back down and you get like a very satisfying chance to wail on him for a bit um, yeah and then yeah the superhero phase is a little harder i think and we also get electric guitar rivers in the desert yes like, the action version of it for the first phase. So we get that in the first phase. And then I looked it up because I know we were talking before the show. I think the song in the second phase is called Counter-Strike. Okay. Unrelated to the game. Uh, <laughs> and it, I loved this song. This was, I, there, I think there's been really good songs here. But for, there's something about like the jazzy in segue into rock that I think worked here where it felt very much of a piece, but new and really exciting. This this game or this fight also bucks the usual Persona Five final boss tradition of the lyrics don't come in until the final phase. Oh yeah, because the mech phase did have rivers in the desert with lyrics. It does but you know, it's a great song, so I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to uh, listen so to a you, song I love. The second phase is him. It's one on one of him being or not one on one. Sorry, one on four because you're cheaters. Uh, of him in this mech suit uh, with a sword, right, like a laser sword. This fight is a little less satisfying to me than the mech. Just, sure. I, I liked it. I liked that it's this, like, small scale. You're fighting a dude, right, for this final boss. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a little trickier to hit him because he's moving oh, yeah. quickly, and it's just a little bit less satisfying in the combat. But it is also a really cool boss. <laughs> yeah, the the ideas of using the different parts of the robot that have different, like some are physical attacks, some are electric. Yeah. Or, you know, they have different abilities. I think works well. I agree with you. It's 
it's more frustrating because he's harder to hit because he is so quick yeah. in a way that you often just can't account for. So for mm-hmm. me, for me, this was just like a almost constantly R1 spamming uh, weaknesses, refill my sure. SP spamming weaknesses, just not letting him move as much as little as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. For me, it was a lot of Ryuji slamming his bat down too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this happens. You basically post conversation, make him realize that it's not justice that what he's doing. He thinks he's the hero, but really he's being evil by controlling these people. Um, He's like, but I saved people. And Sophia's like, I don't think you saved anyone, dude. You caused a lot of harm. And that sort of like resonates with him more than anything is that he thought he was doing good. And to be like, have him realize that he was causing harm is like genuinely affecting on him. Um, Which again, plays into this idea that he genuinely was trying to be good, right? He was not doing this uh like shido was very selfish in his motivations yeah uh this this guy is not quite i mean he was still very selfish but he was not quite as selfish as that it was not just a pure power grab there was a belief exactly however misguided and twisted that there was something good to to this result at the end of the day for him right uh he admits he killed his father oh man what a shock didn't see that one coming Dude, honestly, that's the least of it. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, fictional character. I'm cool with it. He was awful to you. Yeah, yeah pretty me- pretty wild and messed up that an eight-year-old did that and was in that situation at all. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. It's it's a ridi- like it's one of those situation all around. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just like, no, everything you've done after is the thing I'm really concerned about that. Like, it's in the past. It, yeah. you know, the, he was awful to you. We're, we're, we're moving on from that right now. But I appreciate that he does care to go back that far to realize. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, something that would have more weight if that wasn't introduced one hour ago. <laughs> uh, and then he says he'll he'll give up and he says he'll shut down Emma for good, right? Yep. Uh, and you leave and the gang is all happy about it and feels great. And you get a new bond skill that will never come up because the game's over and you've beaten the final boss. So why would you ever have an opportunity to use that bond skill? Must be for doing game plus or something, I'm right? I'm not falling for these tricks, Tom. There's 72 more jails left to go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be doing this for five more years. It's like a Zelda game where it's like, this is light world. There's all dark, dark world. world. Yeah. Um, you were fighting the jails in the cognitive world. Now you have to fight the jails in the real world. They've infected and gone across. There's a classic Reddit post of somebody being like, I'm playing Link to the Past for the first time and I don't get what all the hype is about. I'm about to fight like the last, the third and final boss. What's going on? And they just like don't know that there's two thirds of the game left. And it's like, oh man, oh man, you're in for a ride. Yeah. My version of that as a kid was gold and silver. Um, oh yeah. That's Where there's just a whole nother world. <laughs> yeah. That was the, the hypest moment for me as a kid. I was like, well, I got to the end of this very long. There's double the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay let's go but uh yeah we uh, uh we got a new skill for the end of the game yeah and it's like gaining sp it's like at this point it's like i have so many sp items it's like not even a very exciting skill yeah but you know i'll, t- I'll take more sp or i can get it it represents your bond as a family exactly uh the next day we have a classic persona 5 uh walk of shame press conference <laughs> 
where Kanoe admits to everything. This is, like, he admits to so much stuff that, like, if I was a viewer, I would be like, this is a joke. Like, it, it, this is a practical, like, what? Like, he, he admits to you know, that he can change hearts and that he has evidence to prove it, that he did the Emma hacking, that the Phantom Thieves are okay, that he murdered his father when he was eight years old. Like, he just goes down the list. It's, um... I was expecting him to be like, one time I parked in a handicap spot (laughs) and I didn't pay the fine. It's like, calm down, man. Like... (laughs) slow your roll a little bit uh to mr haragi who ran the convenience store across from my house when i was little i did steal that pack of gum Uh, i know you thought i didn't but i did (laughs) oh man he just goes off don't park in handicap spots unless you have a handicap placard i wasn't trying to make light of that but seriously well it's the type of thing that yeah it's like you continue to go down the list it feels like one of those things um also uh don't steal gum i guess (laughs) We're advocating for a lot of terrible things in this in this show. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he holds this press conference. The gang watches. People are like, oh, man, I got to delete Emma really quick. And the gang is like, great, we did it. Uh, and they decide to just basically let Zenkichi do his job as a cop uh, while they just hang out and wrap up. Because this is the end of the game. The game is yes, ending. Yes, of course. Yeah. There's a cute little conversation with Sophia where basically she's like, man, this is over. The game is ending. And I don't. Uh, I still don't understand the human heart and everything's done now and it's kind of cute and sad and then Morgana is like well our deal's not over like you can you can still come hang out and we'll try to f- go back to, to Tokyo and look into the origins of who you are and what's going on and she's all happy about that because she thought she was going to get kicked out of the group I did know I didn't write them down, but I thought again this is one of those Sophia conversations where like none of the answers you can give to her like quite satisfied my like what I would have wanted to say. Sure. Because to me, like not that I again I know nothing about what happens here since it's the end of the game, but we talk about like she asked about what was wrong between like Kanoe and us, like what the difference was and who was Which right is a weird who... thing to bring up because she was the one who points out the difference between you in the fight. Yeah. Or like right before the fight. And so I just said the strength of the heart. Not that I thought any of these answers particularly lined up to what I would have wanted to say, but yeah. I was like, is is she about to turn evil? There was just something about this that was like, is is she gonna be like, oh, no one is right? <laughs> like the whole Assassin's Creed, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Like, I can just go <laughs> off the rails and take over if I want. Yeah. Um, uh, but, all I'll yeah. say is that there has never been a piece of fiction about an AI going rogue ever. No. So I don't think that they would buck that trend here. That's true. AI is notoriously good and happy and, and helpful and, and good. Yeah. And good. I've seen her. Sure. Well, I didn't finish it, but I saw most of her, and it was a great story. Did you get up to the weird sex scene? I haven't seen that movie in a while. Okay. Well, there's no, se- it's literally just a dark screen is the whole, oh. it's trying to be creative. Oh yeah. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. No, I've seen, I, fi- I finished that movie. This was a bit, a bad That's bit. Fair. Moving That's on. Fair. That's all good. I was just going to say, it was very awkward to see that movie in a theater full of people mm, in a dark I screen. Bet. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> wow. This episode, we have not been here for a month, have we? Um, so Kanoe is arrested. His next scene is all his employees being like, you were lying about all that. And he's like, nah, I'm a bad person. And then the police show up and Zenkichi gets a really satisfying moment here to basically be like, 
really stick it to him and yeah. be like, you used my daughter. Like, what's wrong with you? And because he had his heart changed, Kanoe seems very genuinely, you know, remorseful of all of this and they arrest him. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, oh yeah, we have a unvoiced conversation. Yes. Which anytime I see this, something like this, there's two of these kind of unvoiced conversations in the middle of all of this going on, which always makes me think something got cut or shifted last minute that they sure. didn't have the VO for and they had to just adjust, which is not a complaint. No, right? it's just a... Game development is hard and, and amorphous. Sure. Yeah. But it always makes me feel like something something in this conversation shifted in a way that they could not use VO they wrote for it anymore. <laughs> if only just because you know, like, it, we're in the middle. It goes back to having VO, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a short conversation with no VO that then is sandwiched by VO. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of their talking to, like, the police commissioner and being like, we got to stop this. And then the police commissioner is like, what am I doing? And he's clearly had his heart changed back and Iwata realizes and freaks out. Yep. Um, and then you get to go to Tenboto and go up in the tower on a date. And I thought this was going to be another moment where you got to like pick the person you go with. Me too. But it's literally either go with all the girls or go with all the boys. Yeah. I went with all the girls because I initially thought it was going to be going with whoever your partner was. Yeah. Um, I went with all the boys. Cool. Um, have you done the girls' side of it? Like, did you I do think that too? I went with the, the boys last time too. Um, the girls' side of it, it's like, it's f- like pretty normal. Everyone's just hanging out. Everything's fine. But then at some point, someone notices just how many couples are up here. Mm. And I think Haru or someone's like, "Are you going to tell us who you really like?" And and you're like, "Who would you really want to come up here with of us? You got to let us know." And you can answer like the one that I love or whatever. And they're like, "Who <laughs> is that?" And they basically all try to like tell you, get you to tell them who you are into. And wow. for me, I'm like, "You already know. We went out last year." Yeah, yeah, a little obvious. But anyway, a little bit, little bit of a harem anime vibes going on there, kind of weird. Yep, a little bit strange. And I was like, "Well, I already, I was meaning to pick one person, but all right, we'll see how this goes." Uh, yeah. So that one, the boys one, is just kind of goofy. Morgana gets mad at you for not bringing on because mm. it's supposed to be romantic, of course. Uh, and then they talk about how they're completely out of money. Yusuke makes it, or Ryuji makes a joke about like I didn't know what was gonna happen first like me running out of money or us stopping Kanoe. <laughs> um, That's good. And then you stand on Ryuji's back to get a really high view of the tower, but I don't remember why. All right. Well, seems like we both had a crazy night. Yeah. And then you go to the next scene is you go with the whole gang to celebrate at the completely royalty-free Universa Land. <laughs> And I pulled out two choice quotes from On here, who I think was paid by Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is, this scene literally opens with her going, quote, let's toast to this totally closed case. It's done. Everything's over. Mm-hmm. The game is over. Nothing to see here or worry about. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. Laying it on a little thick. Uh, and then she says, you gotta visit Universal Land when you visit Osaka. And it's just like, she delivers it in this way that is like, so much. <laughs> well, I mean, ad, basically. Tom, I don't know if you noticed, but as she said that in the bottom corner of the screen, the like rights and regulations post for influencers <laughs> showed up at the bottom. They had like four lines of text. It was very obvious. Yeah, she um, would. She is an influencer, isn't she? She's, yeah, a, she's basically. a model. Um, yeah, so they go to Universal Land, which is basically Universal Studios. And they celebrate 
And again, uh, Ryuji acts very mature and sweet and is endearing about how much he cares about being with the group and how like he can't imagine doing this without everyone or like going through life without all of us now. And it's just another like strikers is really laid it on to me of like, I, I know initially I had said, it seems like on tends to notice it, but everyone in general notices it of just like Ryuji acting mature. Yeah. Yeah. He's grown for yeah. sure, which I appreciate. Cause he grew in the last game, right? Yeah. Like he had an arc where he grew. So to have that character, not just be the dopey punk again is exactly. nice. Yeah. Um, and he gets those moments too when yeah. you electrocute him constantly oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's not gone. Uh, Yusuke kind of brings back up this idea that the palace rulers were different from the jail monarchs, right? That the palace rulers were really evil and these guys didn't seem to be as much. Um, and then they just sort of celebrate and hang out. And August 28th, our last day, uh, Ryuji is like, man, I'm super hungover from all that. Or like, he's like, oh God, I don't feel good from all that soda. And Yusuke is like, yeah, I'm still recovering too. And uh, Sophia Googles it or whatever, or searches it. And it's like, it sounds like they have hangovers. Yep. And An's like, no, Yusuke just ate too much. And Ryuji hit his head on the door as we were leaving. And I had this moment where I was like, Ryuji has a concussion, guys. Like, take this seriously. Wait, <laughs> well, his it, head is hurting the next morning? That's bad. Get him, like, what are you doing? It's the end of the game. Everyone's going to work out fine and uh, they'll get him some help because nothing else is going to happen. It's okay. Yeah. It's, like, messed up. That's messed up. Yeah, but he also, like, you think about what he did in Royal. That man's probably had several concussions at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the group okay. did nothing those times. That's they, true. They punched him when he came back from what they thought was the dead. So. <laughs> they beat the crap out of him. Yeah, I did the, forget about that. They, you know, they'll take some healing items in the metaverse and be fine. No, no one goes through anything too serious here. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Zenkichi comes back and says uh, that he has to stop Awada. The, the, you know, interrogation stuff is going fine, but he's going to fly back to Tokyo, so they're splitting up for a bit because he needs to go deal with this investigation side of things. Y'all have the car still. You, you know, are still ostensibly on summer vacation. Yeah. Um, so you can finish up as you do that. Uh, and the final thing he says is, and this was something actually that uh, Akira mentions in the, the TV interview, or like somebody mentions it, um, Emma's servers take place are held in Tokyo Tower. Yeah, and so he says the cops are going to search Tokyo Tower right now and are going to turn off Emma. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If there's anything you need to do in the metaverse before we do that, go do it now because all the jails will disappear or whatever. Uh, so basically saying this is your last opportunity to go in and grind or do requests or use that bond skill you got or whatever you want to do to finish up. But Tom, why would I want to do any of those things when the game is about to end? Well, maybe you just want to finish up. It's a post game. You've already beaten the boss. So here's my genuine question for you because we're uh -huh. running out of time. We're, we're, we're basically at the end of the show. That's all that happens. That's where we're stopping. Sure. Yes. Is this moment where... You're now going to, uh, you're returning to Tokyo is what the next go to next city button is here. Yes. Um, what, what do you, like, obviously we've been poking fun at it this whole time, but the game mm -hmm. is not over. No. Right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's a little bit more. For anybody who's still listening, uh, we're probably going to have like one more episode, I think, is probably what we'll do is next week it'll just be probably a pretty long episode. There's a chance we'll split it into two. I don't know exactly yet. But 
I'm not messing with Jonathan in that, no, there is not another 40 hours of game. But, mm-hmm. like, give me your theories and I'll deadpan not tell you anything. I mean, I do think we are going to fight some sort of god. I am not joking. Enough. I think <laughs> a god will be fought. Because that is just what I expect now. That's just from a JRPG. That's just JRPG standard. It's, it's like, just you... Emma will become a god of some sort. And we will <laughs> fight Emma God. Uh in some matter. No, I mean, yeah, I think very clearly as we're heading into it, Sophia is in a little bit of a weird place. Her arc is very much unresolved right now, though we've had right. hints at where she's going. We Emma is in a very weird place. I don't think shutting off the servers is going to go well. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's just going to go smoothly. So I think... There's never been a time where an AI has had its servers shut down and gone rogue. That's not happened, Jonathan. You know, maybe this game will finally buck that trend. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'm in a place where I think Emma and Sophia, their arcs need to both come back together if they started to get... Like, I I, yeah. I assume at the beginning of the game when Sophia was coming into life, it was born from Emma, uh, is where my head is at. Again, I have no knowledge, so this is just me and my yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and frankly, I don't remember a lot of the details at the end of this game. That's fair. Uh, and so I think that's there uh, looming in the background. I think obviously that discussion between uh, Sophia and it was Emma in the the monarch, uh, the the monarchless jail. Oh, yeah. It was a voice that sounded like Sophia. We never I don't think that that was ever answered. That's true. Yes. But I'm just like, who else could it be besides Emma at this point? Right. Um, unless they introduce, I don't know, her her other mom. But um, <laughs> I anyway, I think that will kind of come together as they're aiming to shut down Emma. I think Emma has either been twisted by all of these events or realizes like to a certain extent man's folly and chooses to kind of usurp and take power. And so that won't go well. We'll have to go stop her in uh, a god jail. And uh, yeah. God that's, jail. That's kind of where I'm at. What is, what is the trauma of a god that is keeping him alive? Um, I mean, the trauma of this god, if the god is the AI, uh, is that they had to put up with us this whole time. Mm, that's that's classic ai trauma actually yeah, okay. yeah, yeah yeah so um you know and then i don't know how deep you want me to go i assume no no, no i mean that's fine okay. I, I i just wanted to hear what you thought was coming yeah uh, i'm excited to get into it with you and we'll find out all of that and more next week like i said probably we're just going to do one final finale episode in the same way that the finale episode of uh the first season of Take Your Time was like two hours or something, right? Because it's, you know, it's the end of the game. It's a big deal. And then we jump right into Valkyria Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do think it's fair to say, and we'll talk more on the final show, but like, as of now, we're finishing Strikers. We have no immediate plans for the show after this. We are going on another hiatus for however long. We don't yeah. know what but the we, we, like. we might do some things. We, we're seeing nothing set in stone yet, but we'll, we're seeing what we're doing. Yes, yeah. Um... But that's all we've got for today. We will see you next week for the uh, Tom thrilling. What? Do you have a quiz question? I do. I do. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, Whew. I'm just, I'm just telling people that they're setting it up for the thrilling drive home next week. Okay. We, yes. We drive home and nothing happens. Real time drive. You have to sit through. So I do have a quiz question for the people and for you. During the boss fight with Kanoe, in his second phase. 
Kanoe sees himself as a hero, mm-hmm. right? Uses a fancy sword. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tropes of like, you know, Japanese influences of heroes and other things like that in his in his design and his moves. Mm-hmm. In at least the English version, I can't speak to the trans, the Japanese or whatever. He uses a move with the name of an iconic JRPG ability. The question is, what is that name? What move does he use that is an iconic JRPG ability from a different JRPG series? Okay, so JRPG, not like anime or... No, it is a JRPG. And, okay. and next week, next week, if you can't get it, I'll give you a hint of what the series is. Okay, but, cool. I was like, does but, he uh, in the middle of the battle shout out like Rita Repulsa's name? Like, where is this going? <laughs> okay, okay. No, it is a JR- He uses a move that is that shares the name of a iconic JRPG move from a different series. Cool. And I thought it was cool to see it come up. Cool. Okay. So that's the question. Okay. Until then, you can let us know your answers. I'm at Tom R. Marks on Twitter. Uh, he's at JM Dornbush, although Twitter's imploding right now, so, you know, whatever. DM me on Instagram, us- I guess. <laughs> your yeah. quiz answer. Uh, D- uh, Send us direct messages. We always love at Dornology at gmail.com or in the comments at youtube.com slash Dornology if you want to avoid whatever's happening with Twitter right now. Uh, and we appreciate wherever you mention us or say hello or all that stuff. Right? Rate and like and subscribe and all those good things if you do enjoy the show. We really appreciate it. Um, if you are listening now and know people who are getting into Persona 5 Royal, which just came out on a bunch of other platforms, uh recommend them to us there or recommend us to them we'd we'd appreciate that too because you know a lot of people are getting into it and it's a great time for persona fans and if you've been a long time listener i do know that there have been a bunch of people who hopped on into the persona 5 royal run go back and just start randomly commenting on videos just like let them let them think you're just hopping into the conversation for the first time just what (laughs) no there there are a lot of new people that is an unhinged thing to recommend just go just start randomly commenting hello (laughs) (laughs) No, you're all wonderful out there. We we appreciate everyone's support for the show. And yeah, we're just excited to welcome more people into the Take Your Time family. Until then, uh, enjoy the long, quiet drive back to Tokyo. And we'll see you next time. You liar.